0: Hey guys. This week's episode is brought to you by Apoxic Enterprises. All right, let's do this again.
1: We're back. We're back. And we're sassy. Uh, Sassy. Well, it's been a, it's been a heck of a week. I feel like each week I've had has just been the same the same tomfoolery, just different flavors. Although I did have a bright part of my week. I went down to the city last Monday. I
0: never thought those I would hear those words come out of your mouth. <clears throat> tomfoolery? No, that the highlight of your week was going to Denver.
1: Well, technically it was Parker, and the reason I went was outstanding. I found an Axelon Marketplace, a Sterling 10.5.
0: Pardon the noise, I'm eating candy right now.
1: You're such a child. Yeah. It anyway. compliments
0: the monsters that we're drinking.
1: <laughs> so, Sterling 10.5 rear end, Ford Sterling. And in that by itself, it's pretty unremarkable. However, this one has the F- uh, Ford electric locker in it. And uh, it was listed for 300 bucks.
0: Dude, I think I bought the wrong candy, man. What'd you get? Oh... I got sweet tarts, but I got got mixed
1: fruit. Mixed fruit's good. I like the normal stuff. Oh, well, continue. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Slight crisis over here. Anyway, so I go down to pick this axle up, and it's everything that I thought it would be. $300 for a Ford factory E-locker in working condition.
0: What kind of truck would that have originally come off of?
1: Um, An F3, F, F-350, three F F-250 uh, okay. chassis cab configuration for the most part. Like a work truck. So like a 20, 2013 and up, I think. I think that's when they started putting the E-lockers. And maybe it was 11. That's I'd, pretty new, man. Yeah. Anyway, so it's going to work in the Sterling... 10.25 that's under my xj and in there i have um uh one of those ratchet lockers right you know where it, you hit throttle and it locks up and then you take your foot off the throttle and it opens up so fairly squirrely on the snow but uh it's gonna go in there it's gonna be great and i'm gonna have selectable locker front and rear i'm pretty stoked about that
0: what was the other exciting news about your Jeep that you unburied this week?
1: Um, I don't know. The roof was smushed. Yeah. Yeah. It got so much snow, it crushed the roof. And that was annoying. Um, put some sliders on it, welded sliders in, cut the cor- the um, rocker panels out, welded sliders in. I'm working on some suspension work now, welding some stuff together. Go over to doing stuff with Hopper, like and subscribe, check it out. You'll see some of the stuff I'm doing. But the other thing I needed to do was get a new battery for the XJ. Oh,
0: my gosh.
1: And I th- I had bought a Walmart battery. It was like their max whatever, their top of the line. So it's $120 bucks for the stupid thing with a three-year warranty. So I go to the one-off of C470 and Bowles they didn't have one they're like well go to this one so I went further into the city that's Walmart number two didn't have uh the battery we needed there so went further into the city Walmart number three didn't have it there finally Walmart number four off of federal and something they had it and I go in there and I like I need to warranty this and the chick's like Oh, well, we have to put on our diagnostics machine, and it's going to be like 90 minutes. I'm like, that's stupid. That's so ridiculous. I just, please let me warranty it. It's a three-year warranty. But she was being a jerkwad about it, so I'm like, fine, whatever. Well, she comes back like 10 minutes later. Oh, your battery's fine. It's dead, but it checks out diagnostically is fine. I'm like, no, you don't understand. It was on the charger all night last night. It is dead because it will not hold a charge. She's like, well, we can't warranty it because our system says it's fine. So I got into a fight with her over that. And I'm like, fine, I'm over this. Sell me a new one. And then, check this out. She wouldn't freaking sell me a new one. She's like, well, I can't let you spend money on a new one when my machine says this one's fine. I'm like, you don't get it, woman. The freaking battery's bad. This one, I need this to buy this new one. And she wouldn't sell it to me. And I'm starting to lose my freaking mind. <laughs> oh, I wish this was on doing stuff with. Oh, my opera. gosh. I was, like, lose. I was livid. So, finally, I'm just, like, yelling at her. Forget I have a vehicle. Forget you've seen me before. I'm a brand new person. I want to buy this mother trucking battery. And so, she's pissed, and I'm pissed. Finally, she does a transaction, and I walk out of there with it. So now you got two batteries well, with three-year warranties. Well, the other one I had to core out for a total of ten dollars. Oh! <laughs> and so we're walking out, and this old guy who works in the service department—he kind of bumps up next to me. And he's like, "Sorry, she's such a bitch." I'm like, "Yeah, I thank you. I apologize. I, I accept the apology." So, note to self. If you got a warranty batteries at Walmart, do not go to one with an automotive service center because they'll put it on their stupid machine. Don't they all have automotive service centers? No. They all sell automotive batteries, but they don't all have, like, uh. lube centers. So go to one. So does... It's all
0: about the lube centers.
1: Yeah, like the quick lube, you know, like, so the, like the tire center or whatever, rotate your tires. So you go to one with I just a...
0: thought it was funny that you said lube. <laughs> lube. Usually lube helps.
1: Yes, it, it can help in it,
0: mechanical it, situations, right? Yes, greasing the wheel,
1: yes, helping things slide easier. Yeah, you know, it's purely mechanical. However, in this instance, lube did not help because it meant that there was this asswipe of a service center technician, <laughs> manager lady, who was an absolute bitch. And I can't bleep all
0: this out, man. Jeez! Now I'm going to have to put on there that this episode is not rated for kids. Well, I'm sorry. Now, all you people listening need to know that this happened like four days ago. Monday. You're still pretty upset about this.
1: Well, and it's been an annoying week. I just, it's been, I don't know if it was hammers or what, but since I've been back, it's been nothing but really crap at work and annoying annoyances and it's it's been junk.
0: Man, I've had a great week.
1: Yeah, cuz you don't do anything. I work.
0: went to Kansas and saw my family. Yeah. I bought a Jeep with my wife and we drove it back and then I bought a half of a cow. I will say Parker was a little disappointed. He thought we were actually getting like part of a cow. <laughs> he didn't know how it was going to fit in the Jeep with the big head. Yes. But uh, yeah, man, I've been eating like steak every night this week. Ooh, good steak. Like Mike's meat market steak. Mm. So good. I will tell you the downside to my whole trip this weekend. My wife, bless her heart, that's how a good story always Mm -hmm, starts, mm -hmm. right? Bless her heart. We decided we were going to get a hotel room in Sterling, Colorado.
1: Ooh, uh, hotel room and Sterling, Colorado should not be used in the same sentence. Yeah, so
0: <laughs> she got online, saw some with some good reviews. I think they were maybe $100, $120 bucks a night. And she was like, look, we're really just getting there at night, sleeping in this thing for a few hours and then going to pick up the meat. It's not worth 120 bucks." So she was like, I found a Ramada Inn for $55. And I thought to myself... Ramadas are nice hotels, right?
1: I hear 55 bucks and I'm just cringing right now. It had
0: interior rooms, it had a pool, it had a restaurant. It
1: has dried blood under the bed. Ramadas
0: are nice hotels. Um, Yeah, that's about where that fun stopped. The first room had a fairly large cockroach on the bed. And when we got a second room... We were pretty creeped out by the dude floating in the pool who couldn't take his eyes off of us. On top of the fact that the room was gross again.
1: And he was looking at you the whole time. Probably. Not your wife. He was looking at you. Well. I'm looking at you too, Zach, because you got your ears lowered, didn't you?
0: I did get a haircut. You look good. Yeah. I thanks. can't stop staring at That's you. That's part of my good week. <laughs> so anyway, back to the crummy hotel. So we complained a, third, a second time, and they... Finally just said, Hey, we, we are partners with these other hotels. Why don't you go stay at the old quality Inn, and we'll, we'll cover the fee. It's, it's on us. And it was a nice hotel then, but man, my six year old can't stop talking about the hotel with cockroaches on the bed and holes in the wall. And I'm afraid that he went to school and now I'm going to get called (laughs) from family services or something. But besides that, I think my wife learned a very valuable lesson, uh, you get what you pay for when you get cheap hotel rooms in Sterling, Colorado.
1: I feel like that applies anywhere. Really? Yeah. Um
0: Happy to pay a hundred dollars next time.
1: I'm happy to pay a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah. You know, that's that's kind of my minimum hotel fee is a hundred twenty. I don't even
0: know that I've ever known you to stay in a hotel anywhere.
1: I don't generally do, but when I do it's it's a hundred and twenty bucks is my minimum.
0: Oh, the other cool thing about that Ramada It was about 100 yards from a huge prison.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Speaking of hotels, bucket list item for me is to stay at the American Flag Hotel off of I-70 in Denver. What is it? The American Motel with the giant American flag? You know, by the brass armadillo? Oh, yeah. It's advertised at like 50 bucks a night or something. Dude, that
0: place on one side has a bar with sand volleyball courts. And on the other side has a little tiny car dealership mm-hmm. where I bought my first XJ. We yeah. took, well, I took Dustin Wolf Peterson. Otto. Wolf Yeah. I took Dustin Peterson down with me to pick this thing up. It was $900 from a dealer. Damn,
1: gone are the $900 XJ days.
0: So we test drove this thing and it had some real death wobble. And it was enough that when I hit 50, the salesman in the back shit his pants. (laughs) I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, he was like full level freaked out, like crying to slow down. (laughs) So we knew we had to drive it back to Grand County. Uh, It was about an hour and a half. And we knew we weren't going to get over 50. And then at some point in the test drive, the bolts on the seat broke or something. And my whole seat (laughs) leaned back. So we had to fix that. We just propped a two by four under there, <clears throat> bought the thing for 900 bucks. They were very clear that it was an as is deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was the ghost sensor, the camshaft sensor. I remember that. We could not figure it out. So between Denver and Granby, Colorado, that thing died like eight times. Mm-hmm. I think we pulled it over Birthed Pass.
1: And, and then we, and then you thought it was fine because it cooled off and you didn't drive enough to act up and it died again on little muddy.
0: Yeah, it, oh, it just constantly yeah. thermal failure is what we finally diagnosed it as. Yep. Weeks later, it was an adventure. I'm pretty sure Dustin was pissed.
1: Well, Dustin's always pissed about something. Actually, no, Dustin's a really happy guy. Yeah, Dustin. Maybe we it's, should. We need to hang out with Dustin yeah. more often because he's he's really happy and cheerful i guess i'm the one that's always pissed
0: he was a great guy to have on an adventure like that because the whole time i'm like what did i do what did i buy i screwed up i wasted 900 bucks and the whole time he's like no 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 man this thing's gonna be great we just gotta get home it's gonna be great yeah And it was a good little xj but hmm. man i don't know how we got how we got from walmart to there man
1: Yeah. i mean walmart's and xj's they kind of go hand in hand But no. Yeah.
0: And so then I uh, I got a haircut this week. Yep. I ate the largest Chipotle burrito I've ever had in my life. Nice. All in one sitting. Impressive. It was until about five o'clock in the afternoon. (laughs) Um Yeah. Other than that, it's just like groundhog day, right? Go to work every day. Come home every night. Well there's I'm, no Olympics to watch anymore.
1: I didn't watch the Olympics. <sighs> Freaking I'm not an Olympics person. It's it's too happy, too let's reunite. I, I like I like wars. I like Ukraine you, conflicts in Ukraine. Like it's I like Facebook fights. Oh,
0: we're not going there. This week I, is I know
1: I'm not going there. I don't that's I like it in on the internet, but I don't want to go there. This
0: this week has been nothing but
1: but uh, I tell drama. you what, um, it's gonna be a fun weekend. I'm working this weekend, but my brother's coming up with his family. He's got a 2007 three Super Duty, and uh, I'm gonna help him rebuild his front axle. We're gonna do new ball joints, new tie rod ends, new steering. It's the whole freaking front end's gonna be redone. And man, when I have a bad week or bad weeks, like that's how I decompress as I work on stuff.
0: Yep. Why do you I, keep scooting back I to agree. have bad breath or something? Well, because I'm, I'm
1: louder than you are, I guess.
0: <laughs> you need to sit closer. I need to sit
1: farther away. Ah, He's watching the levels, folks, bringing you the best experience possible.
0: We're nothing but quality on this show.
1: Anyway, so that's been my week.
0: What do we got tonight? Well, we're going to call up some guys that we... Uh, I would say that we're friends with these guys. Now, granted, we just met them. We picked them up on the side of the road on the way to California. They seem cool.
1: Yeah. They didn't try to kill us while we were sleeping. No. And I,
0: well, I don't know. Did they feed you at all? They didn't really feed me, I no, guess. No,
1: they didn't feed me, but they offered some food at one point. And, uh but there was, there's like 400 people in their, like, one person camper when I went in there and they offered me food and, it smelled weird, yeah. so I exited quickly.
0: So we're talking about our buddies over at Genesis Racing, Rich and Seth. Mm-hmm. We got uh, hooked up with these guys, uh, I mean, barely a month before Hammers. Um, they needed some help uh, with pits and with, you know, just setup and camping and stuff like that. They had not raced at Hammers. They'd both been before. This is a first race. And so... uh yeah, we spent the week helping these guys and camping with them and getting to know them a little bit. So we're gonna have them on the show tonight.
1: Awesome, cool dudes. It's gonna a be- lot.
0: A lot of you folks have probably never heard of these guys, and uh, you know we can't always have the Kyle Cheneys and the Dave Coles on the show, right?
1: But I tell you what, you know, it was their first time racing, and man, they did good for their first time. So it's it's gonna be worth our while to pay attention to them because. I mean, if they keep this up, they might be going places.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're going to the next race.
1: (laughs) That's a place.
0: We've confirmed that. Good job. But, yeah, we'll dial those guys up here in a little bit. Um, You know, man, we had a great guest in Kyle Chaney last week. How awesome was that? That was cool. What a cool dude, man. He, I don't know what he said specifically, but he got me, like, fired up, man.
1: Well, the cool thing is, like, you know, you have all these dreams and aspirations about winning races and, ooh, maybe I'm going to, like, finish Hammers for my first race or something like that. And you're like, listen, it takes a lot of work and dedication to, one, not only finish a race like Hammers, but, two, to do well and then eventually win a race like Hammers. It takes work. It takes seat time. It takes effort. You can't just decide... Oh, I'm going to go have, you know, I'm going to do this racing thing and then, you know, expect to do good when you don't put effort into it. So hearing him talk about the effort and, you know, you get out of it what you put into it, that was refreshing and challenging.
0: Yeah. And it really just uh made me pumped about this EV car we're building. Yeah, with uh Smith Brother Racing. Yep. I did see uh, a message today. It sounds like they got our EV motors in. Cool. And so they're going to be shipping those out in the next week. Nice. I know that we have our first official brain... Trust meeting. (laughs) Collaboration thing uh, with Josh and Jared over at Smith Brother Racing uh, in a couple weeks. And we're hoping to get some stuff lined up. We've uh, secured a few more parts... And Mm -hmm. theories for our race car. So, man, it's going to be sweet. And I just, I want to be that guy that shows up with a car like first. Like, I just, I I don't
1: necessarily want to show up first. I just want to be the guy that has the car that works the best.
0: Well, I want to be ready. That's what I want to be. I don't want to have any of these excuses of we didn't have time and blah, blah, blah. Man, just get us this stuff and let us build the car. And I think we've proven that. Between the four of us we and can a few other stuff. peoples, we can build some things. So, yeah. Man, it's going to be fun. And just people's minds are going to be blown when we show up with a bunch of EV <laughs> mm-hmm. race cars.
1: Oh, I got one more thing to talk about before we're done with our little session.
0: Oh, this is going to be scary. I
1: already told you I don't know how to bleep things out. I somebody I, got, I was involved in a hit and run. Oh, yes. This is a great story. So... A hit and run. Yes. I was the, I was... The, More like a shit and get. I was the hitted victim. I was the victim of this story, so don't worry. I didn't run an old lady over and take off. So, I pulled... <clears throat> excuse me. I'm a little congested tonight. So, I, uh... It's been snowing up here. And I was like, I need to take my Super Duty to work. So, I had to pull the Subaru out, park it on the street next to the sidewalk. Pulled the Super Duty, went to work. I come home at lunch. I'm like, huh... That Subaru's parked really crooked, and I don't remember parking it that crooked. So I get out, parked Super Duty, get out, walk to the Subaru. I'm like, "Oh crap!" The whole uh, driver's side front quarter panel, where the headlight is and the bumper, that's all smashed in. And I'm like, "Son of a gun!" So I'm looking around, and I'm uh, and the, just the way it's set up and everything. And I'm like, my neighbors totally backed out of their yard. And backed into my Subaru. So
0: you sent me a picture, and it really looked like they just like dented the plastic bumper. Well, like it didn't look too bad.
1: Yeah, but you look at it closer. Like my headlights pointing to the ground, and it smashed like the windshield wiper reservoir mm. and pumps on the inside of the bumper cavity. So there's some work there. So I'm like, oh, who did it? And it was who somebody. Who did it? It was so, who done it? It was someone in the house. So the house next door, it's a rental unit there's like six people living in there so they all park in the yard and because there's so much snow like I take mercy on them and I'll plow their yard for them from time to time but not all the time there's a giant berm so I texted like the leader of the group and I'm like hey man um so I think one of your you or one of your people hit my car when they're backing out and going to work can you just check around and so a little bit later he texts me he's like hey I don't. I. I don't think anyone did. I'm pretty. I. I haven't heard of anything. Like no one seems to remember anything. We, you know. Sorry, man. And then so I have a security camera in the front of my house. So I was like, well, I just wanted to check before I came home tonight and pulled the footage from my camera. Your non-functioning. Oh, camera. okay. So back up. Back up. So, all right. So I was a little bummed because. I have the camera to record events from like 10 o'clock at night to 6 a.m. in the morning because I'm like I don't need to record stuff during the day so I knew I didn't have footage of the actual hit so they weren't gonna fess up I was out of luck so that's when I went ahead and said oh I don't want to have to like I just figured I asked now before I went home and pulled the footage after work tonight I just wanted to see if anyone had any idea before I went through all that work. Knowing full well I didn't have footage. But I'm like, you know what? I'm going to act like I do. They know I have a camera. I'm going to remind them I have a camera and see what happens. Well, what do you know? 20 minutes later, he's like, oh, yeah, so-and-so. She said she hit you on her way to work, and she's totally going to get with you after she gets home tonight. I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Well, just have her text me. So she texted me. It's like, oh, so sorry. I feel so bad. And, and Not bad enough to come knock on your front door. Yeah, but. so I'm like, well, one, super happy that I have a camera. And two, now it records events all the time. Um, So anyway, I, I I went and took the car down to the body shop real quick. And I'm like, hey, can you just give me a quick idea of what you think this would be to fix it? Like if I took it here. And he's like, yeah, Two grand, 2,500 bucks. That's what probably the bill will be when it's all said and done. I'm like, cool, thanks. So I get home, I meet up with the chick that hits me and I'm like, listen here, we can do this two ways. One, I'll get a hold of cops. We'll have them come up, write an accident report. We'll get insurance involved and you'll probably get a ticket for a hit and run because you didn't tell me about it until I talked to you and then your insurance rates are gonna go up. Second scenario is give me 2500 bucks cash and we'll call it a day. Such a bad man. And she was like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. I was hoping you wanted to do cash. So right then and there, she Venmoed me 2500 bucks. Freaking A. So I've already spent like $200 on parts, which should be all it's going to take. And once the parts show up, I'll take it down to the shop and I'll get everything fixed on it. For like 200 bucks, and I've pocketed like 1300 or $2,300. So. You're sitting here talking about having a bad week, man. Well, there's a lot of. You I, hit the $2,500 lottery. Except now I gotta do a bunch of like oh, stinking body well, work. Well, you just
0: said that that's like your
1: therapy. Well, not body work. Uh, like welding and, and like building stuff is therapy, not working on a freaking 2007, 300,000 mile Subaru sounds like fun to me man and she was like oh i'm so I, you're so cool about this dude i'm like i'm so happy you're so cool i'm like listen here lady if you would have hit my super duty i would have effing murdered you i mean i'm a little surprised she didn't offer to pay in weed well i did think about bringing up the whole gas cash or ass scenario i've had a few dirtball friends you go on the lake on their boat and and that's what they say. And i'm like well I here's the cash here's here's some cash don't bother me anymore but I I took the high road and took my cash.
0: (laughs) the high road yeah but uh anyway see this see these
1: podcasts are like therapy for us every week well and people can people can see what we have to put up with and then they're like man hopper you're a saint you haven't killed any more people than you have I mean, actually, I rephrase that, Hopper. You haven't killed anybody yet. How? You are a saint, and now people can respect me more because I do use a lot of stuff. Self- I mean, restraints. you kind
0: of like blackmailed the girl into giving you cash.
1: No, I'm going to call
0: the cops, or you're going to give me cash. That, that's kind of what it sounds no, like. No, to no, no. It's
1: it's like your kid. Your kid gets into your cupboard and and eats your your stuff, and you're like. You're gonna clean the living room or I'm gonna give you a spanking.
0: Or you're gonna pay me twenty five hundred dollars.
1: Well, my girls don't have twenty-five hundred bucks.
0: <laughs> well, the one did when you yes. lost the sock full of cash,
1: but <laughs> Oh, that's another story for another time. My there was like forty was it five grand? Yeah, I think, yeah. five grand in a sock. My because that's where
0: you keep five in grand. my sock
1: drawer and my kids lost it for me. It was in their room, but that's a story for another time.
0: Man, it was like Christmas when you found that sock. Oh, my gosh.
1: I was so happy because I totally wrote it off. I'm like, I'm never going to see that cash again. And it was gone for like three weeks. Man, anyway, I always I
0: always just feel better after these like open segments. I do
1: too. I do too because my poor wife, I get home and I don't want to talk to her because, well, I don't want to burden her with all this stuff because she's just staring at her phone the whole time and doesn't want to hear about my weirdness because she's got her own stuff to deal with i'm like it's not fair to dump on her so i'll dump on you guys instead and then my wife listens to these podcasts so she hears this anyway so then she's gonna be like yeah you're an idiot hopper
0: (laughs) Uh, i don't know if anybody even really listens to this man but it makes me feel good
1: well i know i know your dad does
0: yeah, he does. So I have fun making it.
1: I do too. And you look great. I love looking at you with your fresh haircut. I even
0: trimmed my beard. Oh
1: my gosh. Zach is a beautiful man right the
0: now. The lady asked what I had done to my hair and I said, Well, I spent ten days in the desert and I didn't take a shower. Apparently she could tell. I don't know.
1: Well, I usually do maintenance on my own hair, but when I feel fancy I go up to Aunt Janet's trailer and she gives me a she does maintenance on my mohawk.
0: I'm a Floyd barber guy.
1: I'm an Aunt Janet. When I hit guy. when I
0: hit Denver and I need a cut, man, I just go into Floyd's barber shop. Too bad they don't sponsor us on this show, huh?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll she try and get these fellas dialed up.
0: Yeah, let's call these guys up. Uh, thanks for listening to the open segment. Sorry if you need counseling after our therapy session.
1: Hey, you can be on next podcast. That's
0: right. Let's call up uh, Rich and Seth here and see what these guys are up to. Hipoxic Enterprises of Laramie, Wyoming was created by two normal guys with a simple goal in mind, to create a more affordable option for everything off-road. Hipoxic started over 15 years ago with the love of Jeeps and rock crawling. While Jeeps were their gateway, the growth of the UTV industry couldn't be ignored, and the racing bug came shortly after. Epoxic has a true passion for everything off-road, from racing at Ultra 4's King of the Hammers to weekend cruises with the family. Whether you're a first-time UTV owner or an experienced racer, Epoxic Enterprises is here to help you build the machine of your dreams. Ride safe, ride often. Epoxic Enterprises of Laramie, Wyoming. All right, we got them. They answered their phone. They're here. We got, uh, yeah, I guess. yeah, we got Rich, we got Seth, the driver, the co-driver. I mean, that's pretty much your whole team, right? Genesis. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. That's, right. it, that, that's Genesis. <laughs> I mean, I know you had some other guys with you when we saw you at Hammers, but you guys were like grassroots, like grassroots. Yeah. Yeah. Independent, I guess. Yeah, it was all last minute. It's it's
2: a long story, so it it's a very it was very last minute for sure. Yeah,
0: so we uh haven't known each other very long, right? Rich called me or messaged me in December maybe. Something like that, yeah. And you were we have mutual friends and you were like, "Hey, I want to go race but I don't have any like pit support or any help. Can you guys help?" And we had never met and we were like, "Sure." Why yeah. not?
3: Yep, I wanted yeah. like the icebreaker with the uh, Rocky Mountain Speed and Fab hats. Yeah,
0: yeah. so Perfect. I'll, I'll you pick one of those hats up. from us, and so we were like, yeah. "Well, these guys awesome. must be good dudes. <laughs> they can't be any worse than the other hooligans that we hang out with when we're at right. the race." Exactly. Yeah. So you guys yeah. kind of like got in our big group, and man, I thought you fit right in.
2: Yeah, it worked out great. I mean, I definitely felt like we did. It was a little weird at first for me usually i know a lot more people than just one and i knew rich and that was it
1: well i tell um, you i tell you what so you had that uh that red crawler out there um like like a like was it a old not it wasn't a cj but anyway it was a an old wrangler that was turned into a crawler and what kind of like signaled to me that you guys were cool dudes was a lot of people are when they put like a one to, a one ton swap on a on a rig. They're like, oh, we got to do a GM 14 bolt or a Dana 60. And it's only like a select few cool guys that use Sterling 10.25. Oh I go with the Sterling. So <laughs> I saw that. I'm like, you guys are cool.
0: I didn't even build
2: that thing. I bought that thing as this.
1: That's because you have a lot of taste. A lot of right, people yeah. don't have that taste. Now, I'll say <laughs> this. I saw your tires. <laughs> well, that's It looked like you had, like,
0: heat glued a bunch of, <laughs> like, old sneaker shoes and retreaded this thing. And I was like, man, this dude is going to fit in with us because he broke as hell.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, those were, like, $100 a piece, too.
1: Yeah, you had to put air in them. Like, every time you went out at night to go hit an obstacle, you came back with some sort of neat <laughs> flop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: but, sounds about right
1: yeah yeah so anyway we uh
0: we got to know you guys while we were at koh uh I'll say this man out of the five teams you were you I was most worried about where you guys were gonna break and how we were gonna get you back at the end of the day and uh you guys kicked ass in the race you had a terrible week of pre-running and learning. <laughs> But man you guys killed it in the race yeah i was Appreciate very impressed
3: that. yeah you weren't the only ones that thought that too so
0: <laughs> that's a true fact there was a lot
2: of doubters for sure
0: oh yeah yep well you're you're weak man you guys thrashed yeah i mean we thrashed for fun you guys were like you know you had clutch problems and, and whatnot and it you dialed it in. Well, I don't know. Maybe you didn't dial it in. You it's guys. still not dialed in, to be honest. It's
3: still not. Yeah, it's no, it's not even close. I'm surprised we made it as far as we did because um, we didn't even fix those clutch issues. Um, I was still having them during the race. So <laughs> we just kind of learned how to baby it a little bit to yeah. not blow belts. And we still ended up blowing two belts at Hammers. So,
0: And you lost your outer cover and part of your inner cover yep you finish the thing wide open
3: yep yep and, and, back, and we,
0: we go back to camp. yeah
3: mm-hmm. yeah the second belt we broke i'm pretty sure a rock got into the belt because so we were hearing something um coming down out of limits i think and yes. uh we were wondering if maybe something in the training busted or something blew we thought our race was over and then all of a sudden the belt popped and the noise stopped so <laughs> yeah um, went away. yeah yeah so luckily we just swapped the belt and on our way so
0: well you uh you did good you got 16th place in stock turbo class yep uh you had what what did you tell me like 20 miles or 20 minutes on the car before you got to california
3: (sighs) not even 20 miles um i bought the car uh from tory rush around september ish and uh, i drove it up there with him in wyoming for maybe 5-10 minutes drove it up and down the block was like sweet looks good and uh that was kind of the extent of my pre running. Um, I took it over to a buddy's house and ran it for a little bit, maybe five, 10
1: minutes, and that was it.
0: Dude,
1: so I love that, man. That's like, that's pretty badass. So, <clears throat> you, those of you listening, you know, Zach loves the word grassroots. He uses it whenever he can. Um, but realistically, that's as grassroots as it gets. You can't get any more like, like racing at its, finest racing at its core is is that right there oh you go pick up a car and then you go the the world's biggest off-road race you have like literally 10 minutes in the seat and you're like well we're gonna do it and you do it and you do it well so that's pretty what's crazy
3: too is that is actually the first razor i've ever driven ever in my entire life wow ever that week that it's been wranglers and cherokees and and stuff like that so i didn't even know how to drive any kind of side-by-side I didn't know how to use the clutch didn't know like how any of that stuff worked I didn't know what belts were nothing so
0: so that that's a good lead into like our typical uh, layout let's let's hear a little bit about you guys tell us uh, where you're from how you got into this like how did you buy why did you buy a razor and then drive it to California and try to race it like Take us through this story, man. Tell us that about. is,
3: that's a great question. Um, so kind of my background, I've been rock crawling for a while. Um, actually started More than on, 10 minutes, I hope. Oh yeah, more than <laughs> 10 minutes. I mean, starting out in high school, um, my dad actually had an 85 Ford Bronco XLT, full size. Ooh, Freaking awesome. Full size
0: Bronco, we're a fan. Oh,
3: it was so bitching. It was awesome. And uh, I would take that to school and, you know, lunch hours, we would go wheeling, go tear through some mud puddles. Um, you know, I say wheeling, but it was driving mm-hmm. through the desert. Anyway, I was, was- going to
0: say, like, where the heck did you go to <laughs> school, man? Yeah,
3: well, I grew up in Grand Junction, so it's there's not too many wheeling things out there. So close to the schools is just kind of desert, but cliff area. So, um, yeah, we got into some trouble with that. And uh, so I've been wheeling for, I mean, pretty much since high school. So I had this crawler. And, um, I had a guy offer me money for it. I mean, you got a price for everything and, uh, offered me some money for it. I took it. And for some reason I saw this razor pop up and, uh, I don't know, I can't really explain why I bought it or what all happened. All of my friends were surprised when I bought it, you know, cause as like the crawler crew, you always make fun of the go-karts, right? You know, yeah. it's,
0: you know, I, I don't because, because trying I'm trying to do I don't make fun of those guys because that's me. I'm the yeah. one you fun make fun of. <laughs> that's interesting.
3: I guess in my circles, we always made fun of. We uh, totally people. did. Oh, Hopper still makes fun of me.
1: Of course, I, I will never not make fun of you, yeah. Zach. Yeah. Never.
3: Yeah, but um, I mean, I have some some experience in racing, so I've seen them. So it's not like I've ever, you know, not been in racing or side-by-side stuff or anything like that. Um, I've helped out a 4,400 team at King of the Hammers, some best in the desert races, So I have that background. So I've seen it. So when I saw this Razor, for some reason, I don't know, the lights were shining on me, something like that. And uh, I just decided to buy it and I went for it and went and picked it up. No idea what I was doing. I could barely even pull it out of the dude's garage, Um, you know, because I was pushing on the pedal and trying to drive it like a vehicle. And Mm -hmm. obviously, as you guys know, it's a little bit different than that waiting for the clutch to engage. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good answer for it. So everything just kind of happened like it was supposed to, I think so.
0: So what's funny is, is that, you know, how social media works, right? We didn't know each other, um, but we had mutual friends. So I keep seeing this like rich guy bought Tori's race car and I'm like, ah, oh, okay. So some guy bought a used razor and it keeps popping up on my feed. And then somebody told me like, no, man, he's going to race that thing. And I'm like, man, this guy just went and bought a race car and he's going to race it. That's pretty cool. And then you called me and I was like, oh, that's nuts. The freaking algorithm at Facebook, man. Yep. Dude, is this yeah. how everything happen? works out, right? That's crazy. That's actually a little creepy. It is very creepy. <laughs> but I remember when you bought it and you got, your buddies were tagging you and commenting like, yep. what the heck are you doing? I was yeah,
3: pretty year. much, I mean, that's the crawler crew that we have. Yeah. I mean, we made fundraisers all the time. And uh yeah, and now, so like, three of
0: you are racing them.
3: <laughs> yeah, which is insane, right? Yeah, and one of my buddies, John Coggy is one of them. I mean, we used to crawl together all the time. So
1: um, Bobby. So so you you guys did you all grow up together then? Or how did that how does that work? How do you two know each other?
2: Well, uh, we basically met through mutual friends. Um we have some friends, uh Chad and Megan and Tyler. Tyler was one of the guys that was out there, um, kind of helping us out in the garage the night before it was actually part of his like bachelor party. If you want to yeah. put a tag on it, but, uh, yeah, we all kind of met through mutual friends and our buddy Cuervo, um, who, uh, runs the flop shop, who helped us get the car ready. Like literally the day that we left, um, we met through him too. So we've, you know, we've been talking for a while and then Rich and I've been hanging out and, you know, just by ourselves or just him and I, and, you know, working the bars and stuff like that too and just having a grand old time wheeling Hmm.
0: so where where did you come from Seth like give us like a little rundown on how you got into this
2: well how I got into the racing thing is completely weird but um I'll start with me crawling I started bought my first in 07 um because of my buddy Cuervo um at the time he didn't go by Cuervo went by John um bought my first had an XJ typical you Mm -hmm. know XJ short arm kit blah 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 then i just started buying jeeps and lifting jeeps throughout that time built that thing into a buggy wrecked it uh, built several other vehicles too just got bored and then started you know doing hardcore stuff with rich and our buddy chad and uh john and all them and uh yeah we just really just do, doing crazy stuff like wheeling and carnage and penrose and um was it oh montrose and stuff i remember looking at rich when we were in montrose that was like 2018 or 19 or something like that. And we didn't have buggies at the time. And we're just kind of like, we're there for the ride and hanging out. And it's like, kept looking at each other like, man, I really wish we had a buggy right now. And then like the next year we both had a buggy yeah. and we wheeled all of, it was actually 19. Cause of all of 2020, we wheeled all summer long. And, uh, we just, you know, made a really good friendship with that. And then, um, I was joking around one day on, I think on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, you know, next stop is KOH or whatever. And, and I was like, need a co-driver. Ha ha ha. Just kidding. And he's, he actually texts me like the next day. He's like, actually, I do need a co-driver. I was like, That's oh, awesome. like, okay. Never done that before. I was completely kidding. Um, and now we're here and we did KOH and KOH is my, it was my first time ever going to KOH. Always seen it on TV, watch it every year. I take the day off and actually like make a whole day out of it on the actual like 4,400 race. And I would watch the other races throughout the week too, but you know, it was a, the joy of going there and seeing like the big arch driving in was just phenomenal for me. Like I was, I was talking to Rich driving in. I was like, I feel like I want to cry right now, but mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure if I want to cry and embarrass myself. But at the same time, I don't really care. <laughs> well,
0: Hopper <laughs> peed his pants a little bit.
1: Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. Hey, me too. Guilty as charged. Yes. Yeah.
1: The pee pants club club. pants. <laughs>
2: But I mean, that's kind of how I've never, I've done some like minor rock crawling competition things like, you know, we used to have the truck fest thing at Bandimere Speedway, did that a couple of times, but I've never really, never anything competitive other than like drag racing is the only kind of racing I've ever done. Hmm. So, and never been a co-driver for anything, obviously, but, you know, had the opportunity to do it and I did it. And, you know, I was, I was freaking out, man. Like the, like lining up for qualifying was scarier than lining up for the race day.
1: Yeah, for me, I bet, I, bet. I was.
2: I was telling Rich, I was like, I think I want to puke right now, <laughs> but I, I can't because I'm in a helmet, and that would be gross.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I have thrown up in a helmet before; it is not cool.
1: Well, I tell so. I'm on the volunteer fire department, and there, there was one time in my career we ate had a very large dinner, and then we got paged out for a structure fire, and so I'm working interior, and I'm hot, and I'm not feeling well. I threw up in my SCBA and you can't just like take it off because you're inside of a building. So I totally get the miserable aspect of throwing up and like, well, I can't take it off. So I get it. It sucks.
3: It's claustrophobic for sure. I mean, that's one thing that a lot of people don't realize if you don't race. I mean, both me and Seth have never, I mean, the first time we even hooked into our Hans devices was (laughs) qualifying.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think, you I think I remember trying to help you guys. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You guys really, I was, yeah, we didn't know how to hook our Hanses up. So I had no. to hook your inner hooks and I had to go over the other one to reach them. And I was like, man, I hope these guys are cool with me crawling in this car. Uh, whatever. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I had no clue what to do. Yeah. We went so, through the same, we went through the same thing with Jeff, our co-driver and the pit guys, worst guest ever. I have to mention that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, when we got when we bought the Hans and we bought the helmet for him and everything, he's just like, you know, you're gonna have to show me how to use this. And I'm like, well, I know how it works, but I've never actually worn one either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and I you put all that stuff on a race suit, gloves. I mean, it's uh, there's a lot there. I mean, it's different.
3: I mean, Seth can attest to this, you know, rock crawling, we're used to just doing lap belts and you're hanging out the window, you have your arm out the window, and if you even have a door. Yeah, that's true. If yeah. you have and uh, you know, that's so because that's how I'm used to, to driving rigs and, and crawling. So being strapped into something, having window nets, having a helmet, having a Hans where you can't really turn your neck, it was intimidating for sure. And not being prepared up into that race and literally hooking up the first time at qualifying. Yeah, me and Seth were uh we're going through it for sure. <laughs>
1: and on yeah. top of it all, you had freaking. 10 minutes prior before you got there in that car in a side-by-side. So man, yeah. what a, what a life-changing experience all in one week.
2: Yeah. My first time in the actually riding in it for me was the day after we got there. I hadn't, I hadn't i had sat in it and I had, you know, just to make like measure and stuff. Cause we had like custom do the seat mount for me. Cause I'm a little bit longer in the torso. So like I was, my head was almost hitting the cage. So our buddy John at the flop shop had to do, redo a bunch of seat mounts and stuff for mine. And uh, my first time sitting in that thing with my helmet on was at KOH, like on, what did we do there? Thursday? So Friday. The Friday. So the Friday after we got there, that next morning was my first time in that car.
0: So you see a lot of different setups, right? and you guys pull your car into the work tent that we had at koh now our car that we built uh, has doors and we intentionally built that because our driver and co-driver said we ain't crawling in and out of this thing a hundred times you guys pull in you don't have doors you have you have essentially like welded doors or panels right and uh our guys were like oh man those poor bastards are gonna to have to be crawling in and out of that thing. But you got it after a few days, you it looked like you figured out how to get in and you out of it. You got it
3: down right? pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. The, Seth, it was your harder old, the your
0: hole to get in the car was a little bit smaller, I think, than Rich's. Well, I'm a bigger guy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um it, it was it fun was... to watch.
2: <laughs> Gee, things. <laughs> um, no, it was definitely trying at first. Like I had, you know, gotten in it a couple of times before we left and like, well, just going to have to get used to it. So the more that I got in and out of it, obviously the better and quicker I got at it. But once that race suit was on, it was
0: way harder to get into the race suit. Yeah, a little, bit,
2: a little bit tighter around certain areas. I'm like, this is uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> well, like you said, man, that's the stuff that nobody thinks about, right? Like yeah. you, th- you think I'm going to buy a car and we're going to go race it. That's the expensive part. But then you got to buy like all that safety equipment. And it's not like you don't use somebody else's. You don't borrow that. Like, yeah, it gets pricey. It gets claustrophobic. Yeah. You guys learned all of that in a very short time.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. By no means is this like the perfect blueprint for what you should do.
2: (laughs) No, definitely not. I mean, a little bit more preparation for sure, but
0: yeah. Yep. But you guys had a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, I I never even, I don't think I ever
1: heard you guys like raise your voice. Well, and you were smiling the whole time. So, I mean, that's a good sign.
3: Yeah, we had a blast. Yeah, yeah I mean, That's the point of everything, right? I mean, we knew we weren't going to win. So, you know, if you kind of go into it like that, with that attitude, and just have fun. I'm competitive, just kind of my nature. So, Seth had to kind of reel me in a little bit on my competitiveness and tell me not to just send it in the car, which probably would have ended our race. But, yeah. Um, well, it did. You know, we uh we had a blast it's kind of cool yeah, it was it was awesome to do it with Seth he did a great job and uh just hanging out with my buddy out there was awesome for sure
2: it was definitely an experience of a, of a lifetime for me and I can't wait to do it again honestly and just keep making memories with it you know the I commend Rich on his driving because there was a lot of times it was you know couldn't see anything and he's like I, I can't see anything I'm like you're good. Hopefully someone like, hopefully like the racetrack thing actually does its job and we can actually see if there's a car in front of us. I was like, just keep going. We're on race course. And, you know, there's a couple of times we did have some navigation errors and uh, a couple of them were my fault for sure. Um, And that was, you know, the race course moved around on the GPS a little bit. And I had researched the GPS to try and really figure out how to navigate it and use it. But the hands-on experience that I got with Jeff and like with Chase was phenomenal. Like without, without Chase and Jeff, I don't think I would have been able to actually navigate like i did um even though i did have a couple of mess ups. but i mean hey shannon campbell messes up every now and then right so yeah. i think he's famous for getting lost sometimes
1: <laughs> um
2: and uh, also joe too joe got lost on the qualifying course but we're not going to talk about that <laughs> we, we, we shall <laughs> speak of that that didn't happen um, i don't believe it yeah it happens but uh no i you know it was it was different for me doing all that i mean i'm checking GPS and I'm looking at side mirrors and I'm looking at the mirror above me and, you know, at the same time looking in front of me and make sure that there's nothing that we're going to like completely annihilate the car on. And we did hit a couple of, you know, we hit some sand pretty hard a couple of times. We hit some rocks a couple of times and broke a skid plate. You know, that's really about the only thing we really broke, but yeah, it was a blast, man. I, so you I can't you obviously don't get car sick then. No, I do not get, I do not get motion sickness. I've been on, I grew up on boats and airplanes and I ride I mean I'm I'm on an airplane every other week so (laughs) no I don't get motion sickness
0: that's key Key. that's key the perfect co-driver right there
1: yeah (laughs) co-drivers probably should not have issues with motion sickness just that's just a suggestion idea I don't know do with it what you will
2: (laughs) it definitely be bad to get motion sickness while you're being a co-driver you have to keep your driver and well not in control
0: but keep him calmed down We've, we've told this story before, but we went to our first race in Montana last summer and we did a half a lap, maybe 20 miles. And we, we were chasing and my razor and all of a sudden Joe gets on the radio and says, hey, man, we're pulling over. And so, of course, we're like, great, something broke in the car. What happened? And we get there and Jeff is like 20 feet from the car with his hands on his knees. Just barfing. I mean, emptying his intestines via his mouth. Yeah. We're like, what happened, man? Are you sick? Like, did you get something? And he looks at us and he goes, no, man, I get motion sickness. And <laughs> oh, were like, no. what? how did we get this far? And he was like, I just didn't really think about it. And he's like sick to his stomach the whole week. And he like gutted the whole weekend out.
1: And then, and then at one point there was some watermelon eating that came up. Uh, uh, it was it was a rough yeah. time. Since then, he's figured out how to manage it, and like he, he's walking uh, around with like thirty little. He packs. he puts
0: patches on. He wears bracelets. He takes some, some kind of nasal, nasal thing spray. from
1: Asia that I'm, Alan hooked him up I'm with. I'm pretty sure he takes like some sort of like essential oil. Maybe he wears magic underwear. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But he makes it work.
3: Yeah, that's funny.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, awesome. It's it's easy for me to sit here and be like, eh, heh, 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 when I'm actually the world's worst navigator. Hence, that's why I don't go into the race car because I'd be like, hey, this is not how this works. And the driver would be like, I'm going to shoot you now.
2: That's what my wife said before when she found out I was going to be a co-driver and like navigating. She's like, you're the worst navigator ever.
1: Oh, yes.
2: It's <laughs> all so like, Listening to her talk, I'm like, "Don't tell Rich this. <laughs> like, <I> don't don't, <laughs> don't tell Rich." And she actually told him this past week, and she's like, "I'm surprised he did as good as he did because he is a terrible navigator." That's kind, of,
1: that's kind of that's kind of badass. That's kind of yeah. Bad. I'm not gonna. Yeah, lie. So
2: shout out to her for calling me out. But uh, hey, I did pretty good. So <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, so, you tell me. So
2: after the race, so
1: <laughs> good, good plan, good I'll
0: strategy. Yeah. <laughs> right. So exactly. you guys ended up getting uh, 16th place in your class you you got caught up in the 2022 spooners traffic jam and that that pretty much did you in like it did everybody else where you just ran out of time um but man you got to remote pit too and i think your car was in pretty decent shape Mm -hmm. uh you guys were in good spirits but i mean you guys realized pretty quick the sun was going down and Yeah, you were timed out regardless. Um, Yeah, I mean, knowing the pace,
3: you know, having experience with that 4,400 team, I know what kind of pace you need to have in order to finish on time. So, you know, luckily I had that. So I knew when we got stuck in Spooners there for a while, um, as the clock was ticking, ticking. getting stuck behind there, um, you know, you kind of know in the back of your mind that this is it. We either need to go in the next 10 minutes or we're not going to finish. And, um, it's disheartening for sure. But, um, you know, I think we got to the top of Spooners, you know, after we cleared that traffic. And, uh, I think I radioed to you Hopper, I think, and, um, asked kind of what our time was, what the cutoff was, you know, what kind of our options are and, um, he didn't really tell me too much well uh,
1: (laughs) yeah that whole time we were trying to figure out on our end by getting hold of race officials and like Mm. because we heard like six different things they had
0: no clue either they
1: didn't know they're like well we're gonna we're gonna try and get a hold via cell phone because they didn't give us a radio so Mm. you're like what's going on what's going on i'm like we're just gonna have to have a conversation when you show up into pits and zach and i are like what are what's what's our strategy here what are we gonna do and we're like uh... yeah you you know from our perspective as
0: like a pit crew it's tough we ran into this with Robert and Adam last year and then the same thing with you guys where it's like man okay so amongst ourselves Hopper and I it's like we have to feel these guys out right if if they want to keep going like we need to politely tell them like you can do that, but maybe it's not a great idea. You know, you don't. We don't know what that conversation between us and you guys is going to look like. Now, luckily, I think as soon as you guys pulled in, you pretty much knew at that point it's going to be a long night. Or we could just drive back to the pits right now. Well, that's I mean, what the race, been, race
3: official told us too.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right when we pulled into
3: pit too, the race official basically told us that. We could keep going, but you're not going to have ultra force support. You're basically going to be wreck wheeling. So there's not going to be any help. There's no people out there, nothing at all. And um, <clears throat> I mean, realistically, could we have finished and kept going? Absolutely. Uh, but being doing pitting before, you know, for that 4400 team, I've been stuck out at pit two for. <laughs> 13 hours and you're you know, building fires and, and hanging out. And yeah, it kind of turns into a little camping trip out there. And uh, I mean, asking you guys to do that. I just met you a couple months ago. Um, I wouldn't ask you guys to do that. So
1: well, we, we appreciate that we'd had the conversation though. We were completely willing to do that, but we we're at the same time. We're like, uh, hopefully, hopefully they don't ask us to. And so we appreciate the decision that was made. Yeah, it, it
3: luckily worked out. But I will say that that stretch there kind of at the top of Spooners after I talked to you, Hopper, and then uh, you telling me that, that we'll talk about it in pits. Um, I don't know if that it's, did something to me again. It's probably the same thing that, you know, when I bought this Razor. But, you know, Seth can attest to this. I drove like a freaking madman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice down outer limits and we did some crazy insane lines down outer limits yes we over heard. the desert section yeah. and uh up aftershock into to pit two. and i was i was hauling it was yeah. it was fun that was probably the funnest little stretch that i had personally as a driver you know because by that time it's you know four o'clock or so you've been driving you've been sitting in the car all day and you're kind of one with the car at that point mm-hmm. you know not having seat time that's probably the only time i felt comfortable in the car Hmm. and uh it was awesome and i mean i was i was fine to call it after after that and getting into pit too so
1: nice so you had that experience so i you're and obviously you're excited to move forward now like you've gotten bit by the bug and it was a it was a good all around so you're gonna keep racing then i take it
3: absolutely yep Good, I think so. Yeah. Yep. I knew coming into this. I said, you know, if I absolutely love it, I'm going to keep going. If I hate this and this is not something that I want to do financially, this mentally, I'm not in it. Then I'm fully okay with just backing out of it and going back into regular wreck wheeling. And uh, I mean, both me and Seth talked about it. We're we're definitely going to do more races for sure. I mean, that high after you finish the race was something that you can't really describe unless mm-hmm. you've actually done it. And uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do some more races for sure.
0: So for people that have never met you before, Rich, excited Rich and angry <laughs> Rich and tired Rich, they're all the same person, right?
3: <laughs> Accurate. Yep. Yep. I yes. could
0: never tell if you were like dejected or pumped or like if you had just woken up. Like you were <laughs> yeah. like the most even keeled guy in the whole group, I think. Mm hmm i'll probably uh i mean i was
3: a security guard at a nightclub and then also a bar for about six years or so um kind of in my early to mid-20s hey you
0: did that too hopper i did you had girls grab your
1: ass all the time suspenders (sighs) suspenders yeah
3: i didn't wear any suspenders but
1: they were always snapping them and it was usually like the older they were the more snaps i got out of them
3: yep yep that was a fun time for sure so (laughs) But I don't know if that has something to do with it. Maybe I just got my kind of stone face, you know, common pressure situations. And um, I mean, you can ask Seth, I don't think we ever really freaked out at any point. Um, you know, we no. didn't get angry at each other. We didn't yell at each other. Um, I mean, there wasn't anything crazy that really happened between us. I mean, we rolled into pits and you know, we would just kind of sit there and eat some snacks and hang out. And even the guys at pit one that helped us out, which, you know, that was huge, huge.
2: Thank you to those guys. Oh yeah. Those guys were amazing. Eddie. And was it Nate? I think it was too. Nate yeah. was super, everyone
0: was super helpful. Yeah. Like, Justin you know? was up there. Nate was yep. up Justin, there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Huge shout out to those guys. That was awesome. Um, yeah, even they said to us too, in the pits, they're like, man, you guys are so calm. It's like, well, yeah, it's, you know, we're just having fun. Just hanging out. Just having fun. Yeah. You yeah. can't do much while we're sitting here waiting to fuel. So might as well just yeah. hang out and have a snack and a drink and, and relax. So rich mean,
0: <laughs> so oh,
3: yeah, that's funny
0: overall like i mean you had a great week at hammers right you guys had fun i mean seth it was your first trip there like tell us what you thought about hammer town and being at hammers i mean outside of the race just being there
2: it's like information overload almost it's just ultra stimulation just so many things that I've always wanted to see in person and, you know, seeing all those people there and like all these, you know, famous racers and stuff like that. Like it was, it was a bit overwhelming at first. And then um, towards the end of it, I was like, all right, cool. This is awesome. Love it. I'm tired. I want to go home now. But then I was like super sad when I'm leaving like that long drive out down Boone road, you know, that took an hour and a half to get out, but it was, it was, it was fantastic man i i don't have really a whole lot of words to describe it other than it was amazing you know i don't think uh i don't i never thought i would ever go to king of the hammers this soon especially with you know got a kid graduating soon and stuff like that but um i also never thought that
0: you I would have a see. kid graduating like graduating kindergarten like high school
1: <laughs> holy crap
0: man i spent a week with you and i would have never guessed that yeah that you had a kid that was 18 years old bang
2: yep she's 17 straight A students way smarter than I ever was so yeah <laughs>
1: man that's wow. cool I mean I, I I thought you were like I mean yeah you didn't seem like you have a high schooler kid like I felt like we're kind of on the same level and I have like a five and a seven year old <laughs>
2: I, start, I, I started early so I mean I'm, I'm not even 40 yet but you know
1: I'll, I'll take but, it so well shoot i'm I'm slightly jealous because you're gonna like have be like i guess you know empty nester or, or if that i don't know if that's your only kid but you know no. if you can get them out of the house and you're like you're free
2: yeah bye that's not my good. i got a younger one too that's 11 but she uh that's my my uh stepdaughter but she's okay. uh yeah so i got i got a little bit more time left but you know, uh, my oldest yeah
0: well i mean i'll I'll say this. It's not like, like no one in our group really even really partied that hard or ever got out of control, but like, well, (laughs) I mean, Eddie's Eddie, right? We love, that's why we invite Eddie, but man, now I think like you're just a super responsible guy that like kept this like person alive for 18 years and like, man, (laughs) I didn't even know.
1: Yeah. yeah wait
0: yeah. also we must have been so focused on like hammers and racing that like oh, we, we, told never, we never even asked like now yeah. i feel kind of bad man <laughs> yeah
1: we're a bunch of dicks
0: <laughs> i'm gonna have to text our whole messenger group now and be like hey who in this group has kids <laughs> <laughs> uh, i feel like i talk about my kid all the time but, so you know? so
2: there you go for like the next group of racers that comes in, your, in onto the team or Joins the group or whatever. You just gotta you gotta kinda go through like a list of questions and like, no, okay, what's what you were you born? What's your what's your sign? So let me let me ask
0: you this. You're not like a felon or anything, right? No. Okay, good to go. Good to go.
3: (laughs) Definitely not a felon. Not yet. You gonna start doing background checks or something now? Yeah, maybe that's
1: a good idea. (laughs) That sounds like way too much work. So okay, let me ask you this then. This
0: is we haven't really talked about this with any of our other guests that have been at KOH, but you guys have families just like we do. Like, Seth, this was your first time. Uh, Rich, you've been before, but what... Talk about being gone from home and your families for 10 days, 11 days, whatever it is. I mean, I we've talked a little bit about our experience, that, but, but what's that like to, to be gone from your family for that long? Like, we all pump this up as a great big fun party atmosphere and we're all doing what we love, but it's tough, right? It's tough for sure.
3: I mean, it's a huge sacrifice to, you know, take basically two weeks off. um, And that's not even counting time for prepping the car and, you know, pre-running that we didn't do. Um, You know, so it's a huge commitment for sure. And that's just family. You know, you have to think about jobs too. I mean, both me and Seth, we, we work full time, Um, you know, so we have to kind of juggle all that stuff and, you know it's a huge commitment to take 2 weeks off to race. You know, we're not like the the factory sponsored guys. Um, you know, maybe one day, we'll see. Mm. We'll see where it takes <laughs> us. Um, but you know, for now we're, you know, I just got off work probably 20 minutes ago before this call. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, so that's the same Mine's, way. Yeah, yeah so same it's, thing, you know. You know, it's kind of a a labor of passion for sure. And we had a lot of sleepless nights getting the car prepped and um yeah. And then I, I mean, I can't thank Seth enough for taking two weeks off from his family, too, you know, because I basically asked him if he wanted to co-drive for it. And I don't know if he totally realized what, you know, two weeks away from family and, and coming down to help me on the race car and all that stuff, um, you know, how much sacrifice it would take him. So I appreciate him for sure um, helping me out with that. But yeah, it's, it's tough.
2: I was very fortunate that. Thanks, man, by the way. But uh, my wife was very supportive. Which is odd. I mean, she's usually very supportive of things that I want to do, but usually it's like, okay, you really want to think this through before you do it. But like my wife was all jazzed about it. You know, she was stoked that I was going to do it uh, with Rich and she was stoked that, uh, you know, we were, you know, that I actually got to like co-drive and be a part of the whole thing. And I told her, I was like, it's going to be a lot of work to get there. And also a lot of work and time away from you. And, you know, I already travel for work anyway. So I'm usually gone week, 10 days at a time, sometimes two weeks um, for work already. And when I told her, I was like, Hey, I'm going to be out there for 10 days. And she's like, she's like, I don't like it, but you know, it is, you know, you, this is your dream. This is what you always want to do. And, and you're going to be in it. So go for it. And, you know, I, I can't thank her enough for, for that. And obviously can't think rich enough for the experience either, but, you know, my wife was ultra supportive and she was, you know, she did all like the texting to the family, to my family and her family. And she was sending screenshots of like where we were at and like sending people the tracker, and like, Hey, if you guys want to follow them, like here they are. And, you know, she was all about helping out with that. My daughter, my oldest daughter was super supportive of it too. She thought it was super cool. Um, you know, she, she comments on our, on Rich's post sometimes about, you know, things that we've done or things that are going on. she's like, you know, I'm proud of you guys. I know that was like a lot of work and, you know, and it was a lot of work, obviously, but, you know, it was a lot of prep work and, you know, time away from the family, but I'm I'm thankful that they understood for sure. I mean, being away from family is always tough, but yeah, I couldn't ask for a better partner for that one.
0: Yeah, I think we both felt the same way. When we went into this, you know, over a year ago, our wives were all pretty supportive. Uh, they've had their moments where it's like, yeah, you know, we'd like you to not work on the car tonight or, or we've also had those nights where they're like, please go work on the car, like get <laughs> out of here. But uh, yeah, we were our wives came for the race this year, and that was a lot of fun. It was nice to have them there. I really want to bring my son to the race, but I just don't know that KOH is like, man, we just had so much going on. It'd be tough. I don't, I'm not going to say that it's not kid friendly because it absolutely is uh from a spectator perspective but when you're racing like it would have just it's tough man to have kids once once they're older once they're like
1: you know like in my opinion like 14 13 14 that's a seems like a good age because they can they're they're semi-autonomous they can do their thing they're they most likely won't die but they're still you still gotta kind of keep an eye on them you know like i look forward
0: to that day but i just don't think i'm there yet yeah Yep. but I loved having my wife there. That was a lot of fun, and I think it was really eye opening for them, also. Yeah, uh, to see Rich that we're not it's... just like sitting there like partying every mm-hmm. night, right. <laughs> right?
2: Yeah, Rich said that my uh, my wife needs to come for the next one. <laughs> I was like, uh, maybe, and she she's kind of fall well, for it. Maybe we'll see.
0: I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I definitely ate better uh, once our wives got there. Like I actually oh, I believe ate- that. I actually ate lunch Mm -hmm. like you know i don't want to stop during the day and to make a sandwich and that was awesome uh and it was nice to share my camper with somebody
1: i mean i would have shared your camper with you (laughs) oh
0: i don't know i'm trying
3: to relate with you guys but uh i'm unfortunately not married so cuddle time with hopper yeah i can't really chime in on this conversation but that sounds rough you guys jeez
1: i mean the grass might seem greener on the other side but you're in a really special place so i would recommend just hanging out there you know it's it's a it's being married great and all but yeah <laughs> singles singles pretty great too i i don't know couldn't tell you uh you guys
0: had why the... are you changing
1: the subject so fast well i'm <laughs> <Man, we're not laughs> trying to help you out here bro <laughs>
0: You guys easily had the smallest camper of our group. Uh, We we had about 16 trailers. You had like a half of a trailer uh, that you guys shared. Uh, I won't lie, Rich, a couple of guys did ask me about your situation uh, because they thought it was a little tight for two dudes in that little trailer. Two dudes,
1: and then one time I went over there and there's like 30 dudes in there. (laughs) I don't know how that was physically possible, but... there was it was that
3: so like a month and a half before hammers um i hit up the the rental place and asked them what they had available for campers for hammers and um they had a bunch available bigger campers by the way than the one that we got and uh i procrastinated on getting it ordered because it's not cheap spoiler Mm -hmm. alert it's super expensive to rent the camper out there um And, uh, yeah, I procrastinated on it in probably two weeks before hammers. I finally called them up and tried to get it ordered. And somebody who I'm not going to name rented out 30 campers from this company Mm -hmm. and basically wiped out their whole inventory. So the only thing that they had left was this little 24 foot, I want to say it's a two sleeper, but I don't even think it could sleep two people. Cause maybe like one and a half, cause it it had a full size bed which really fit me, and then Seth had to sleep on the table that made it into a bed. (laughs) Yes. He was like sleeping all cockeyed. So.
2: Yeah, to sleep um, on it was weird.
3: Oh, it was it was terrible. So (sighs) that was not my choice to get that. If it was my (laughs) choice, I'd have something way bigger. But um, my procrastination kind of led us to that
0: point so well i'll say this hopper and i are pretty good friends and we did not sleep in the same trailer at hammers Mm -mm. and you guys are like friends and you slept in the same camper and you drove together i mean like man you guys must be you're like bonded now for life
3: (laughs) i mean let's not get too carried away but i mean on our wheeling trips we uh i've got a a 24 foot car hauler um that has sleeping quarters in the front and anytime we go out crawling and stuff, we would sleep in my trailer. It's got heater in it. Um, it's got refrigerator. It's got a bed in it. Um, the guys would throw up cots um, in my camper. Actually, the guys that came out to Hammers, um, Cuervo, Romney and Tyler, they actually all slept in my trailer. So we're, we're kind of used to it. Um, I mean, we're not a huge budget racing operation, so you can't have quite, you know, toter homes or anything yet. So we are one day. Yeah, that, I don't I don't think we had any issues in that that little camper. I'm not going to no.
0: lie, I like it plush, man.
1: Yeah. Zach, Zach, I mean, you're, you're a bit of a prima donna. I've been called a prima donna yes, before. It's true. You know? And now that has like you are the mayor yes well circle, Mayor town. Of circle town oh, crap i was really hoping <laughs> like I'm
0: gonna like die and go away thank
1: you for reviving that because i had forgotten about it that's uh, your name in
3: the, the text group that's what i saved you as. yes yes
0: oh uh, that's <laughs> funny because i save everybody
1: under nicknames as well and for the text group like i have like one name in there and i have no idea who anyone else is it's just numbers that show up and it's like Damn. guess who's <laughs> saying what um but so so you've mentioned this a few times. You've thrown some names out there, the three dudes. And then the, the what is it? The flop shop or something like that. Like a bunch of random dudes showed up. They're driving around a, a flat fenders, flat fender willies. They're like welding on stuff, working on stuff. And I'm like, who are, where these guys come from? So tell us a little bit about them.
3: So my buddy, oh. the guy that had the flatty, um, John Cuervo, Cuervo's not as real, last name that's just kind of his nickname that that he gave himself um but he owns the flop shop here in uh here in denver and they're actually the
1: dude that owns the flop shop man i never put that together yeah neither did i until now until we're talking now and then i just got on my phone real quick and i'm like i'm pretty sure i follow the flop shop on instagram and then i looked it up i'm like yeah that's the flop shop. no way okay small world
3: yeah so he was actually the one that teched us in literally three days before we left for hammers and um they're actually getting ready to merge actually with high country performance 4x4 so here in a couple months they're going to kind of be tagging up um with high country and the flop shop which is kind of cool so we'll see where that goes but uh, like three days before we left for hammers i took it into him for tech and again not knowing anything as far as what is required on tech minus what ultra 4 releases which is discussion for another day (laughs) um we had a bunch of things that didn't pass Um, our roof thickness wasn't correct um the door stuff we had to address we had to change some door things on it i had some like routine maintenance things to do on it i had to put some uh some knuckles on it little things like that and uh i mean john he came through in the clutch for sure um he had to build a new seat bracket for seth because he was talking about the Mm -hmm. the helmet issue that we were having with that Obviously you need to do that to pass tech. So um, he helped us out huge. It was awesome. Um, he yeah, he was, he was great. And, and then he uh, drove
0: all the way to California.
3: So they actually flew in. So kind of the story behind okay. that is my buddy Tyler who Seth and I, we were actually just in his wedding this last weekend. Yeah, um, King of the hammers was actually his bachelor party. Oh. Uh, and this is like our, our whole wheeling group. This is, I mean, I've ruled these guys forever. So um it was seth romney or i'm sorry uh tyler romney and cuervo who flew into vegas and then from vegas they rented this little i don't even know what kind of car it was yeah Yeah, and they they got a flat tire right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they drove from vegas to hammers got a flat tire yep i I saw that the entire week i think they just left it there until they changed it but um so it kind of turned into like a bachelor party thing and then I mean everybody was jazzed up that Seth and I were racing that we all just kind of started working on the car together and kind of went back to our roots as you know hanging out in the garage drinking beers um, and we prepped the car the night before and it was it was awesome and obviously they did everything correct because we didn't have anything come loose nothing broke mm-hmm. on the car no flats I mean it was it was pretty sweet to have them out there for sure. I mean, we couldn't have
0: done it without any of those guys. So, so this yeah, they definitely uh, came in a This brings up a good thing. We need to we need to write this note down sometime on this show. We have to talk about Hopper's bachelor party. <laughs> oh my gosh! Not to, not tonight because it's like a totally different mood. Uh, but yeah, you say bachelor party and it just made me think of and Hopper's Dustin's bachelor party. Oh yeah, Dustin's. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah. We've probably got the tamest, most boring bachelor party stories
1: ever. Well, and they're, they're usually like have some incredible element of awkwardness built into it because of reasons hammers would have been a way better bachelor oh party gosh. for you yes. what a cool what a, cool, that is a
3: perfect place for a bachelor party i mean yeah.
1: <laughs> so like we don't have to get into it but i was just having so much fun at my bachelor party but my wedding party group of guys was like this is so stupid we gotta leave and they're all pestering me to leave and i was a little pissed because i'm like i'm having a lot of fun they weren't i'm like it's about me for the record, I think it was the total opposite. You
0: hated it. You didn't want to be there. We forced you to do it. That's what I remember.
1: Yeah. I don't remember. That was a long time ago. That was like 12 years ago, something like that, 11 years.
0: Anyway, yeah, we, we digress. A, That'll yeah. be an open segment <laughs> in the next couple of weeks.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> if we remember it. Well, that
0: was cool that those guys came. Yeah, because we were, all of a sudden there were these extra dudes there, and we're like, I think these guys are with Rich, but maybe they just met him, like we weren't sure. And then, like, you you guys never actually introduced us. Yeah. yeah. Goes, that's, that's cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah, race <laughs> <mode>. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You,
1: we were there, you were there to race, not like have a social club. So yeah, that's
3: what was tough too. Is is because I mean we wanted to have a good time for the bachelor party, right? But I mean, coming into it, everybody knew that me and Seth were gonna be in race mode,
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know, the day before qualifying and then the day before the race and the race so it was kind of a, a weird dynamic a little bit um i mean we definitely partied the you know after the race but uh um, oh, for sure
0: well again that's hard to tell rich because you look you looked the same <laughs> like the night before when you were yeah. not partying so perfect
2: yeah he's just I'm, so what's the word like he's like so stoic he's just like yeah. i will say this
0: look. Rich and I like to party the same way, yeah. and, I, and that's based off of the fact that Justin and Nate uh, begged us to constantly go to these <laughs> obstacles every night. We got to go to Chocolate Thunder. Uh, we got to go to Backdoor. Let's take our rigs. Let's watch some carnage, and me and Rich were always the two dudes that were like, uh, uh-huh, thanks, <laughs> but no thanks. Like, we'd rather sleep. Yeah. And those dudes were relentless, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, I got to say, you did a good job, man, <laughs> of like standing up to that. Uh, and it made me feel a little bit better because I wasn't the only guy. That... But who
1: wants to leave the comfort of a smudge pot?
0: Well, exactly. I'm the, and Seth, every night you left, you came back with a different flat tire. So,
1: <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just a flat tire. It was like, hey, Fred. I found this tire in the middle of Pakistan under some warlord's bed type of shred. So
2: Yeah, they're old. They're old. It's still sitting on a flat tire in my garage right now. So oh, okay, don't worry. cool. <laughs> yeah, All right. It's fine. But,
1: <laughs> but yeah,
0: I had a great time hanging out with you guys during the week, man. You you were easy to be around with, uh, you know, you never know if, if a guy's going to be like a cusser and a wrench thrower. And that's certainly what you guys, but you know, yeah. i definitely
2: have poor choice of words a lot of the time, but. Oh, you know, dude. I don't, I
0: don't,
1: like weaning do. yourself
0: off of the F word when you get home is like one of the hardest things.
1: Well, <laughs> it I totally is. I still use it. I mean, when you work, when you work with a, with a crew of like, you know, our crew down at the, at the sewer plant, we're a pretty bunch of, we're good dudes, but we're also fairly rough and tumble. So it wasn't that bad of a transition. What uh, did you guys like deal with the
0: uh, post like KOH depression like many of us do? Oh, for sure. Oh,
2: totally did right away. Yeah, I mean, for like
3: three days after Hammers, I texted Seth every single day. And I was like, hey, I'm just checking. Did we race King of the Hammers like two days ago? <laughs> yeah, man, we definitely did. Next day I text him, hey man, did we, did we race hammers like three, four days ago? And he's like, yep, yeah, we did. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it's
0: just the weirdest thing. Cause you're so ready to like be home and like yeah. be done with it. And then the second you get home, like I was happy to be at home in the evenings uh, when I was with my family, but man, during the day, you're just like, oh, just take me back. Right. Yeah. Hopper was the, the one in our group, like constantly, like, I just want to go back to the desert.
1: Well, and since Hammers, for me, it's been just, like, a giant show of, like, sadness, and I don't know, for whatever reason, since I've been back, work has just been, like, upside down, and it's been annoying, and I'm like, this is, I don't, ain't nobody got time for this, but guess what, I'm making time for this, this is really stupid.
2: I wanted to go back almost, like, I think we were sitting in uh, Grand Junction, (laughs) we had to, we, we had to sleep a little bit because we made it that first night or that first drive all the way to Grand Junction and then Dang. pulled off in the parking lot in some hotel and slept for like four hours. Mm-hmm. And I woke up in the morning in front seat of my truck. I'm like, oh, that's not the same view that I've been used to for the past few mornings. <laughs> like the past 10 days was waking up in the desert, looking out and seeing dust and helicopters and race cars and V8s roaring. And
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. that razors. I always tell people that like, I, I camp in the summer with my family. We take our camper out and it's weird for me to go to not race events and like wake up in the morning and not just hear race cars and smell race fuel all the time. I'm like, man,
1: I don't like it when it's quiet. Well, the (laughs) thing about the thing about hammers too, is it never goes to sleep. It's like 2am and there's still V8s running and and then you wake up and it's like, 445 and there's still someone buzzing around like it never stops.
0: But it's not annoying either. Like even yeah. my wife was like I like to wake up to that. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's like a, it's like a good white noise, right? Yeah. It is like
2: a good white noise. Yeah. I agree. Other than like the sublime concert the night before our race. <laughs>
1: that, was, that was so damn loud. That was brutal. Like I at one point I think their sound guy was like fiddling with the bass knob because like sometimes yeah. it's just loud. And then other times I'm like sitting bolt upright, <laughs> like the windows are coming out of the camper
0: <laughs> now. I'm not going to lie. I fell asleep in the second song. Like I think did, I did the same. It didn't bother me at all. Well, I would I'd wake
1: back up because the sound guy was, oh, fiddling was with the
0: bass knob. I was out cold. I, I, I uh, I'll say this. Every year at hammers is like the best 10 nights of sleep I get in a year. Like I slept like a baby while we were out. There.
1: I slept good until we ran out of propane and then it was miserable. And then we put propane back on and then it was good again.
2: Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like sleeping on the slide out. <laughs> and I, and That's there, I don't, I don't think the gasket was that good on that thing because I could feel cold air coming in and then I could feel every time the base hit when Sublime was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel some <laughs> dust being based on uh, your face it's like a it's like a massage bed except
0: you know with cold not hot <laughs> a little <laughs> weird so what are you guys gonna do next man what what's your uh what's your race I know I tried to like peer pressure rich and running the mint 400, 400. yes yeah. you did
3: but I thought
0: about it too it's I a really tough sell that's a quick turnaround for us
3: yeah I really thought about doing that um I think the Utah race is probably going to be the next one. Um, Ultra four series race in Utah and Tooley, I think it is, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm intrigued by the the desert stuff. I mean, Zach, you and I have talked about it a little bit. Um, that's, I don't know, man, there's something about desert racing stuff, either best in the desert score. There's a bunch of different you know places you can do it, but I think that'd be cool to kind of to dabble in that a little bit. Um, along with doing some ultra four stuff, you know, cause on the, the West coast series here, we're kind of limited to three races. Maybe. Um, I don't know if we're going to be able to make the Mexico race, you know, again, being kind of a, a smaller budget race team. Um, you know, we don't really have the funds to, to do every single race. So um, maybe some of the best of the desert stuff is, is something we're going to maybe try, um, you know, maybe the Vegas Reno, uh, which I've pitted for before. Um, I've also done the silver state. Um, the Laughlin race I've done as well, so might dabble in some of that, but um, we'll see. Definitely going to do some more races this year, though, for sure.
0: Think you guys Definitely. are going to do uh, Sturgis? Because I'd love to hang out oh, with you sure. guys. Uh, I'd we're love doing- to hang out with you guys in Sturgis. I, yeah, yeah, we're doing that, That's a sweet event, man. Because there's just a lot of extra stuff.
1: Well, I'm planning on being in Sturgis.
0: Last year, I went to Sturgis with uh, Josh Smith and his crew. And I love those guys, man. We had a blast, but it is a little bit of a downer to be hanging out with a bunch of nineteen-year-olds in Sturgis. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. So yeah, I, feel, I I feel like a few more of you old guys
3: coming. I mean, I'm only thirty-two, so let's let's not get too crazy. I mean,
1: I feel like so I haven't been to Sturgis. I feel like I need to get some leather assless chaps to properly oh enjoy my gosh. Sturgis experience That's
2: am gonna, gonna go ahead and say no to that
0: that's like, a doing that stuff a, with hopper that nobody wants to i'm see all for it, hopper I'll, I'll do it with you i got see, you
1: that's why we're friends rich <laughs> i mean i'll support you doing whatever
0: you want to do i i say no but you do you bud <laughs> i'm not supporting that Seth,
1: one why are you <laughs> such a naysayer but i appreciate <laughs> i appreciate the uh the kudos towards you do you i appreciate that yeah.
0: Well, it's it's a cool race. You guys definitely got to do that. We're gonna go to Utah. I think we're gonna help you guys a little bit out in Utah. Um, I've never been to this course, so I'm excited to see what it looks like. Yeah, but I'm I'm with you, Rich. I really want to. I get. I'm getting pulled towards this desert racing. I want to see more what it's about. I'm, I'm intrigued by it. Plus, those are like the historic races, right? Right. That we all like oh. grew up like hearing hearing about. My father-in-law, man, he he'd talk for days about these historic desert races and it's on my list too man so
3: i mean as far as pitting goes so from having that experience for you guys um chasing a race is so much freaking fun um you know that's kind of the only time i just i just had
0: flashbacks of our trip from main pit to pit two which we've discussed on the show before if Uh, you're telling me uh, that it's like two
1: to three days of that we're not going to be doing it in a rental rear wheel drive you freaking sign me up (laughs) except you're going to be on like time
3: crunch you're going to be like all right the the guys are going to be getting the pit in an hour so you have an hour to get to that pit get all set up so it's it's kind of like racing for you guys so maybe don't bring a two-wheel drive rental truck just, yeah, words just
0: of wisdom i'm bringing a two-wheel drive rental truck and we're ramping it again we're launching it in the air well
1: all right then all right
2: better get the extra insurance
1: right yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as long as hopper's
1: rented, i don't care <laughs> <That's fair.
0: Yeah. laughs> well what else guys you got anything else cool going on you want to tell people about i mean I mean we got
3: nothing man it's we're kind of boring again we're kind of blue collar guys the second we got back from hammers I went right back to work so I haven't even mm-hmm. torn into the car I don't know what's broken on it except from like visual stuff walking by it every single day in the garage um, we beat up the skid plates a little bit on it um I think we're definitely gonna to go into this next race with a lot more preparation uh, I think we learned the hard way. That hammers what happens if you don't prep um which is frustrating for me because it's like well what if we did pre-run what if i did get more seat time mm-hmm. then where could i be because without any of that stuff and i finished 16th and 43rd overall i mean that's not to toot my own horn at all but i'm surprised we even made it that far to be honest with you but um yeah i was
0: really impressed with your finish
3: i don't understand how
0: the i don't understand how it worked i'm still confused mm. about ultra fours like official finishing spots but hey whatever it is what it is right and that's spot <laughs> yeah. you got man and i was pumped to see you guys statistically up that high that was cool yeah. well the yeah, crazy I don't thing know to if me is right you either. got
2: you got like 130 something cars that did the race
0: something like that
2: yeah and we didn't finish and we
0: finished 43rd Mm-hmm. And yep. between like where you guys finished and where we pulled out, there was like 40 cars in between us, 50 cars. And mm-hmm. I, that's, I'm, I'm still not totally sure how that worked and all that traffic mm-hmm. and stuff. But man, you guys did that one or two more trails than us. And it, it bumped you up that far. Like that was cool.
1: And I'm stoked that you guys are excited to be doing this and excited, you know, to race, to continue you know, following series and trying other stuff, because that's one thing we've learned on this podcast, talking to really successful racers. We said, I said this earlier tonight is the key to success is the dedication to the sport and the seat time. And you guys are like, let's do it, sign us up. And, you know, as well as you did at Hammers with the dedication you have towards, you know, let's put the seat time in and get to these races. I, th- I think the, the future is bright for you guys. I
2: appreciate definitely that. hope so. I appreciate that too. I mean, I'll, I definitely got to like commend uh like chase and Matt and Jeff and Joe and all those guys too. Like they, you know, everyone was, you guys too, obviously, but everyone was just so helpful. Like I think that's what, and really chill and very cool. I think that's what really made it awesome for me is just, you know, knowing that we had the support and the backing from you guys and everybody else. Like I could ask chase or, mad a question or borrow some marking paint or whatever it was and you know everyone was like yeah let me grab for you yeah what do you got like let's talk about it that was like for me being a co-driver and going in completely blind and not knowing what the heck to do that was phenomenal for me that definitely helped calm my nerves a lot now don't get me wrong obviously qualifying day i was freaking the hell out at the starting line and also day of the race but without those guys and you guys helping us out i mean i don't i don't think we could have and obviously our friends too. I don't think we could have gotten as far as we did and have the confidence that we did going into it too. So you guys, you guys all help contribute to that. I, I think for me anyway, for sure. I mean, I'm no rich, you know, I'm sure you're super grateful too, but yeah, it was awesome.
0: Yeah, we have a great like core group mm-hmm. and that's, man, we have to give that credit where credit's due. And that's really like Chase uh, and Dan from Apoxic and Matt from Champ Racing. Like, man, this all started, with those guys
1: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah. you know i know that they're talking about selling their car if anybody wants to buy a badass can X3 three that is banded and race ready you get a hold of it. Is- you know where to send you yep but i'm sad to see them sell that car and, and i hope they continue to stay in it but but that group started with them and it's just grown into this i mean that that core group that we had man and we got guys like justin wilson and nate owen that are showing up uh just out of the I mean, they're having fun too, but out of the goodness of their heart. And that's what makes those, that group so good, man, is there's just, there's 40 people in that group. Mm-hmm. And that's what I enjoy the most. I enjoy the group. I enjoy the camping um, and you guys fit right into that group. So. Yeah, I
2: definitely felt like we did. I mean, it felt inviting too. It's nice just to yeah. walk in yeah. and, you know, didn't really know anybody, but you felt like you made friends like
1: instantly. So yeah. that was awesome. You yeah. know, Oh, cool you
2: guys, you guys got anything else for us or
1: no no and i i appreciate you guys you know it's i know it's late and you're both working you know you just uh it's it's been a long a long day for both of you and you know we're, we're blue like you said earlier we're blue collar working stiffs and so thanks for <laughs> taking the time out of your evenings when you could be you know get some shut eyes so thanks for thanks for showing up and talking to us of course no, that thanks would, uh, yeah thanks I, for having
0: uh, us I'm pumped to go to
2: some more races with you guys. Yeah, dude, I'm so stoked! I can't wait. <laughs> no, we're doing it. We're doing it. It's gonna be awesome. awesome. Oh yeah, we're gonna do it.
3: Awesome. Might lose
2: my job, made my wife, but it's okay. We're gonna keep going.
0: We'll figure it out. We'll be fine. <laughs> we'll figure it out. It's fine. <laughs> we need, we need to keep that job, man, because you, because we're gonna, we're about ready to start milking you for, for <laughs> Right. Hey, I can do a,
2: I can do a pet guys racing team like so, sales profile. I can make that happen.
1: Yeah. well we'll be talking later we'll be talking later
2: yeah yeah
0: for sure for sure i'll I'll echo what hopper said thanks for coming on uh thanks for telling us about your your guys's history and where you came from you know we're excited to see you get into the sport and yeah we're just happy to be a part of it man
1: yeah all right you guys well thanks again and uh can't wait to hook up with you guys later and keep this uh keep this relationship going for
0: sure thanks guys yeah no problem man rich and seth from genesis racing that was pretty cool man what a what a fun story yeah and i think that that's a story that is more common in ultra four than than most series so all right well we're glad we had them on and you guys all need to start following them and and pay attention because they're they're racing they're gonna be going far All all right cool You've been listening to The Pit Guys. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all major podcast platforms. We'll see you at the Racing.